Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, how are you guys doing? Welcome over here to Speak the Truth. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I filmed a couple. I held up three fingers there, but I only filmed two. I don't know why I held, held up three. Filmed two reaction videos yesterday, and one of them was a TikTok one, and it was very difficult for me to do. I'm going to tell you guys right now, TikTok is by far one of the worst platforms in human history. It is melting our youth's brains, and it took me like three hours to find enough usable content to generate a video. It was, that platform is terrible. Like, that is one that will never be allowed on my daughter's phone. It is a terrible platform, and it just... It just, it's not good, but there's a lot of goofy stuff on there, which makes for good video content. I just had to literally go for a run after filming it because it was that bad. But if you guys are listening to this through your earlobes, you need to go subscribe to the channel. We're doing pretty good. We've actually started to gain a little bit of momentum when it comes to subscriber growth. I know that's going to happen. I've been doing YouTube for like six, over six years now. When it comes to generating content, a lot of people always ask me, how do you get big on YouTube? Generate content as much as you can. We do five, six videos over here a week. At some point, we're going to generate some steam, and I've, I've actually got some good numbers. Apparently, when it comes to like Republican and Democratic sides of of the world, when it comes to media outlets, I didn't know this, but apparently, we're actually crushing the the right is the more right side of the aisle is actually crushing the left when it comes to uh, viewership a day. Not just on like my channel, but just I'm talking about mainstream media type outlets. I had no idea. And that we're talking about here later on, which is another reason why you keep seeing these crazy articles come up going into 2022. Today's a huge deal, by the way, in uh, Virginia. If Yunkin wins, if Yunkin wins that race, it's going to be an insane step forward for 2022. Because remember, Biden was winning, or excuse me, Biden won Virginia by 10 points last year, this exact time. And now they're about to lose that state because of everything that's gone on over the last year. I, I went on this morning, I was, I was typing on Google, this is how I kind of start off my day. I go to Google, I type in Google News, and it literally, it tracks everything that's like somewhat trending off clicks, so I can just kind of get a gauge in what everybody's looking at. This was this was one of the things that people were looking at. As you guys do know, Biden did fall asleep in the climate change introduction yesterday, which is, which is funny, because the entire world, this is why the right side of the aisle is probably crushing the left side when it comes to media, because they're just... The right side is a lot more honest when it comes to what, what they're saying. And this right here proves it. It is really goofy that they're lying about the most simple things. Yeah. Hell, I used to fall asleep all the time in these kind of situations. It's not that big a deal. Just say, yeah, he fell asleep. He's tired. He's like 75 years old and has dementia. He's going to fall asleep at times. It happens. We're sorry. But no, they had to fact check it. This is this really happened. And if you're not on the YouTube channel, you're not going to know what I'm talking about because you're not going to see the video. So, for everybody that's on the channel, we're going to show the video right here. This is off of Snopes, and this <laughs> this is so goofy. Fact check politics. I'm just gonna read it how it how it is, because you have to. I have to read it just like it is. 
Does vid show Biden dozing off at climate change summit? With a question mark. You like how I made it with a question mark in my voice? The clip supposedly showed the president sitting as an audience member with his eyes closed. Okay. It didn't supposedly. The clip did. <laughs> it's not. Watch, watch how they backed like. You just wait. This is, it gets even better. Claim. I can't believe this is real. Imagine there's somebody that's getting paid to do this. A video recorded on November 1st of 2021 of U.S. President Joe Biden at the United Nations Climate Summit showed him falling asleep. Rating? Question mark. Unproven. It's unproven. Context. While a Washington Post reporter, that's a pretty stout, stout name of a, of a company right there. Washington Post reporter said the claim appeared true. And footage indeed showed the president with his eyes closed for several reasons. No evidence definitely proved he was struggling to stay awake and not closing his eyes for other reasons. Oh, there's other reasons for the president to be closing his eyes at a climate change summit, apparently. Firstly, we sought to determine the authenticity of this video that was supposedly recorded at the United Nations summit. So now they have to figure out if the video is real. I mean, it literally says United States really big in front of Joe Biden, and there's a bunch of other countries sitting around him. So I'm pretty sure the video is real. God, it's so hard for me to actually say this stuff <laughs> because there's literally a person that is trying to prove and try to fact check if he was asleep or not. The clip included audio of an unknown speaker apparently addressing an audience that included Biden, like apparently addressing audience. It's literally a audience it's literally a giant audience full of people so it's not apparently they are oh as the speaker discussed the event the footage showed biden close his eyes for several seconds open his eyes look into the direction of camera and look forward presumably towards the speaker yes towards the person that's speaking towards him biden closed his eyes you're like oh everybody's had that moment oh man i just fell asleep and he looks at the camera like oh god yeah they're watching me everybody's had that moment it's not a big deal but then he closed his eyes again, this time for a couple seconds longer, <clears throat> opened them, then kept them closed for roughly 23 seconds. Oh my God. The world's about to end. At that point, an aide walked in the frame over to Biden because they realized, holy shit, the president's falling asleep on camera. <laughs> then the two had an, <laughs> an audible interaction. The president at one point gestured his hands as if he was declining some sort of offer. I'm driving the wheel of this fucking bus. Get away from that's That's exactly what's going on in Biden's mind. After that, the aide walked out of frame. Biden and other members of the crowd clapped and the president wiped his eyes. This is actually, this is real, by the way. This is real journalism, uh, journalizing, journal, journalizing, journalism ising journalism him holy shit journalism <laughs> what the i can't even i couldn't say that word oh my god we don't have ev- okay this is what he gets good we don't have evidence to definitively prove that the president was struggling to stay awake while it is highly likely implausible that that was indeed the case it is also possible Uh, that the president had his eyes closed temporarily for reasons other than sleep, such as to visualize something in his mind. Fact checkers got it right. Stamp of approval, not fucking asleep. 100%. But I got you guys. I got you guys another one. Are you ready for this? Same website. Very strange, but I found the same. I did my journalism skills at the Robert Turkley University of No Fucks Given. Hope you guys are prepped and ready for this one. Fact checkers coming at you hard, live. 
like a Rex MD ad. If you guys have ever seen. <laughs> okay, did Ted Cruz fall asleep during Biden's speech? Oh, here we go. We got the video for you guys now. For the ones that aren't on YouTube, you didn't get to enjoy that video. Fact check politics, same website. I know that we try to like talk about. Sometimes we just have to have some fun on this channel. And this one, this this little the start of this thing is actually real fun, and it's going to end really serious. So just just bear with me because this is. I found it very entertaining. The Texas Senate appeared to be rather bored during the president address to joint session of Congress. It's because it was really boring. And there's times when humans just re- really work themselves too hard and they have to take a nap, especially when someone with dementia is, is speaking. Claim. This is, this is, I can't believe this is real. Video shows U.S. Senator Ted Cruz appearing to doze off for a moment during the U.S. President Joe Biden's speech in Congress. We all know what they're talking about. Everybody's seen this video. I'm just trying to prove a point when it comes to fact-checking, rating, true. Authentic C-SPAN footage shows Cruz appearing to nod off during President Biden's speech. While Cruz did not directly confirm that he dozed off in the speech, he did tactically uh, acknowledge it when he retweeted the video clip and did not attempt to correct the record. So since Cruz did not attempt to correct the record of him sleeping, it is now a f***ing true thing that he fell asleep. What is the difference, and this is only a couple months difference, what's the difference between Biden literally doing the same thing and then Senator Ted Cruz doing, is it an agenda? Or is it just some really biased person sitting at Snopes or Snoops or whatever this website is? Oh, it's so goofy. And then he goes on to say, Cruz did not directly admit to dozing off during Biden's speech, but given his tactic acknowledgement by continuously calling Biden's speech boring alongside tweeting out the clip itself without correcting his description, we rate this claim as true. That right there is why the more left side of the media is getting absolutely crushed and no one is actually watching them. And they're pulling, we'll show you guys here later on, but this kind of stuff right here is why channels like this, hopefully it's going to be difficult for this channel to hopefully not implode on YouTube because we know what side of the aisle most of them on. And I know this video is having to be reviewed by somebody over at YouTube. So please be generous. We don't talk about anything that is going to absolutely crush the Democratic Party in 2022 because they're going to do that themselves. So please do not take, do, do not hit this with another with a strike on this channel. I do love you if you're listening to this over at YouTube. Who's ever watching this right now? I love you so much. Now we'll kick it over to some actual serious stuff. I guess I had to, I had to kick off this, this this early morning hours with myself with something at least somewhat enjoyable to speak on. I mean. Right now, they're talking about burning trees and stuff at the climate change summit. I mean, I, I, I read through so much of that this morning, and I said there's absolutely no one that listens to this channel that gives an any no, – no one cares about that. Like, let's be real. They're going to do what they're going to do. And in the end, it's actually China, India, and Brazil who really hold the world by the gehunas on what's actually going with climate change. Us chopping down trees to build homes and stuff ain't going to really change anything because guess what? We just – replant the trees and they're back here in a few years. Like, let's just be real. It's China, India, Brazil, and volcanoes. Because if you guys do not know, there's actually a countdown timer in New York that says how long we have left as a to survive with climate change. I think it's like seven years. Miami, you'll be underwater in three years, just so you're aware. You live in Miami, you better put those houses on stilts. All right, so we're going to take a trip over to Afghanistan. Over Stuff over there has been going a little bit hectic. I mean, that could be another reason why Biden's absolutely getting crushed in the polls. I'm not going to say it's because he left everybody in that country high and dry, and, and we know how it goes, but blasts. Yes, there was two suicide blasts, and the sound of gunfire erupted today. That was early this morning. It happened like 27 minutes ago. Actually, as of right now, it happened one hour and 11 minutes ago. So there you go. 
when I was doing this, it was 27, but it doesn't really matter. But it happened at a main military hospital in the Afghan capital, an attack that killed at least 20 people and injured dozens more, a doctor and a Taliban official has said. The doctor, his name was Habib Rahman, I know no one's going to meet him, but I thought I'd give him some credit here, said that at least 20 people have been killed and more than 37 have been wounded, but added he expected the toll to rise because the first explosion at the entrance also hit many people. So this is also, they're just giving you numbers off of one of the suicide bombers that came into the hospital. Yes, under Taliban control, now we have suicide bombers entering hospitals. A local Taliban commander said that the government moved inside the medical facility where clashes broke out between, um, or broke out as two blasts struck. Another doctor there also said he was hearing gunfire. Both spoke on the condition of an anonymity because they were not authorized to speak to the media. Media is not allowed there in in old Afghanistan. The Taliban's deputy spokesman, who cares, told the Washington Post that two suicide bombs targeted the hospital in central Kabul, but did not comment reports on the gunmen entering the building because it would make them look a little bit worse. And the fact that we all know who's involved in this. It's not the Taliban, it's ISIS. And the Taliban doesn't want to look weak as if they're getting their absolute teeth kicked in by ISIS and being able to control them. Because that's what's going to happen. Civil war is going to break out. It's already starting to break out. Also, if you guys didn't know, this is kind of crazy over there in the old Afghanistan. Three guests were shot dead at a wedding reception in eastern Afghanistan on Friday. Apparently because music was being played. Yes, as we do know, they do chop heads off for music. They executed somebody a few months back for playing music. The attack was carried out by three assailants who claimed to be members of the Taliban before opening fire, but the Taliban spokesman added that it is not permissible to kill anyone for playing music. In the ranks of the Islamic Emirate, no one has the right to turn anyone away from music or anything, only to try and to persuade them. I don't exactly know what they're talking about when they're trying to persuade them. I know music is, you can't have any music playing over there as of right now that is anti-Islam. I have no idea how they deem Music being anti-Islam, because honestly, a lot of the music over there has no words. I don't know if it's just upbeat music. No idea. However, in late August, as we do know, folk singer Fawad Andarabi was dragged from his home and killed by the Taliban, while musicians in the country said that they've not been able to play their instruments. So there you go. Do not be, there's a few things you cannot be in Afghanistan. Gay, well, I guess we'll just see LGBTQ plus. Dude, I think I actually said that right. I legitimately think I for one I said it right. I said it I gave LGBTQ plus. I said it right. Oh my god. Usually I just said the alphabet plus. We hit it right on the head that time. Good job for me. Thank you so much. This one right here is a little bit is a little bit um I mean, it doesn't shock me that it's going on. Not when I'm just talking about the musicians, all that. We all know that kind of stuff in Afghanistan happens. It's going to happen till the end of time, and we're never going to be do we're never going to be able to do very much about it. And I did read an article this morning I didn't want to bring up because it's just so. It's the same thing I've been talking about, and it seems like every single week someone is coming out saying, "You know what? There's a possible threat that could be happening from Afghanistan, from ISIS or the Taliban or Al Qaeda, whatever. That could be in in America. That something could actually happen." Found one of those this morning, and I was like, you know what? I don't even want to. I don't want to talk about that again because it's something we know it's going to happen, and it seems like our government's not even proactively going after it, which they should be. I don't know why they're not. We're worried about social work here in America in, in climate change. Climate change is not going to stop the Taliban from coming over and, and, and committing something like nine eleven again. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, something of that size, but small little tiny pockets of of 
of terrorism, I do see being an actual feasible thing. But I will say the FBI has done a phenomenal job, as we've found on this podcast over the last month or so. They they really do a really good job. But this one's a little disturbing, but this is going on over there in Afghanistan. Causes, mainly because we we pulled out, Taliban took over, there's no economy. We all know that 75% of Afghanistan's GDP is also just money that is given to them by, say, us, economic financial aid. It's pretty much what it is because they don't have the competence. They don't, they don't work hard enough in their own country to generate any kind of economy. It's just not something that's ever going to happen. <clears throat> so they're actually, people have it being forced currently to actually sell their children uh, for money because they, they can't afford to feed their families. Yes, over there, a lot, of, a lot of the times I would say, well, if you can't afford to feed your family, wrap it up. Don't have any more kids. But over there, they live a little bit different. Here in America, if I see somebody sitting on the side of the road and it's a man, with four kids and his wife. I actually don't feel pity for the man whatsoever, ever in that situation. I actually feel bad for the kids and the wife. Because a man's job, I mean, this is going to sound quote-unquote sexist, but the way I was raised, a man's job is to provide for the family. But in nowadays in age, now, nowadays in age, the women has to also work. I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me. But back when I was growing up, my, the, way that the big thing was is the man provides, the woman takes care of the children. So really just... The old American way. That's pretty much the way I was raised. Nowadays, we all know that's not really the way it works. And it doesn't really bother me. I don't really care. Women work. Men work. But what I'm saying is when I see a guy on the side of the road, he should be taking care of his family. But over there, it's a little bit different. They, like, legitimately will have the Brady Bunch. Every family will be the Brady Bunch. I'm not kidding. They'll have two, three wives, depending on how much money they have. They have one wife. They'll have, like, 80 kids. Like, this guy, for instance, has eight kids. And cannot afford to feed his kids right now because they don't have anything going on, like in that country. They have no money going in. Banks are running dry. No one's getting paid for work. It has a, Literally, they're, they're, they're facing a Biden economy in Afghanistan. That's pretty much what's going on. But this gentleman had to sell his, his nine-year-old to a 55-year-old par, Parwana man. And the girl looks at him and all she says that he's an old man. This is actually a good job CNN actually. They did do this. This is real and it's, it's disgusting. Um, but the, the young girl's apparently worried that she will beat her and force her to work in the house, which we all know is most likely going to happen. I don't know about the beating. I don't, I'm not going to say this guy's going to beat her, but it's eh, probably a pretty high choice. Also, what 55 year old man buys a nine year old girl in America? That'd be called a pedo in Afghanistan. It's fine though. Very strange, but I will say this. I do believe that it's illegal to in Afghanistan. I did read through here. I didn't know this. I thought it was still a thing, but you're still allowed to give your daughter off for marriage, but she has to be above the age of 15. I find that kind of strange because in Afghanistan, a lot of the people don't even know how old they are. A lot. Like a lot of people don't have, they don't have IDs. They don't have anything like that. They don't have an idea how old they are. For four years, her families actually lived in Afghan Afghan uh, displacement camp, but life has only gotten harder since Taliban have took power in uh, Afghanistan. As international aid dries up and the country's economy collapses, we're unable to afford basic necessities like food. Her father's already sold off her 12-year-old sister so, several months ago. Parwana is one of the many young Afghan girls sold in the marriage as the country's humanitarian crisis deepens. Hunger has pushed some families to make heartbreaking decisions, especially as brutal winter approaches. In some of those areas, yes, winter can get very, very, very cold. Very cold. One of the times in my life where I thought I was going to die being cold was in Afghanistan in the Hindu Kush mountain range. I've never been so sweaty after a firefight. I think it lasted like two hours. Sweating my, my absolute rear end off. 
And then I got stuck in a, in a predicament without cold weather gear overnight, pulling guard. I was just thinking about it. Terrible. Sweating. It was snowing sideways on us and I was cold and wet. But the guy goes on to say they have eight family members and he has to keep selling his family to keep his other families alive. This doesn't seem like something that is actually feasible for the average American to actually comprehend that is actually going on, but it is. And it all stems from us pulling out of Afghanistan, allowing the Taliban to take control and absolutely letting that entire country collapse. This kind of stuff's now starting to happen. And you can see why more people need to know about this stuff. And I, and I, and I will, I, I, I give praise when it's due. CNN has done an absolute phenomenal job reporting on this. They did, they did a great job. Granted, not a lot of people look at their news network anymore, but I will say this is great. So this actually, this transaction actually took took place on October 24th. The buyer, he arrived at the house, handed them 200,000 Afghanis, which is $2,200 American, in the form of sheep, land, and cash. So this guy literally did a biblical type transaction for his daughter. This is real. This is something that would happen back a long time ago. Corbin is what we're going to call this earlier what the guy's name is. He didn't describe the sale as marriage, saying he already had a wife who would look after Parwana, which was a nine-year-old he bought, as if they were one of their own children. Parwana was cheap, and her father was very poor and needs money. She will be working in my home. I won't beat her. I will treat her like a family member. I will be kind. The CNN report was literally there just as it happened. I don't know how I would react watching a nine-year-old get sold off. I, and there's nothing you could do, but I, don't, I wouldn't want to be there. Very strange, knowing that a pedo is taking a nine-year-old girl away. As of right now, he's, she's been there over a week. This is another one. My, her name is Magul, a 10-year-old girl in the neighboring Gore province. Actually, I've spent some time over there. Cries every day as she prepares to be sold to a 70-year-old man to settle her family's debts. So a 10-year-old being sold for a to a 70-year-old. And then it's a similar situation for a nine-member family in Gore province, selling two of their daughters aged four and nine, because the father has no job and likely in a dis- displacement camp. This kind of stuff is happening, and, and it, it is very it's disgusting. It really is. If you think about it, just from a, I don't care where they're at in the world, that is that's terrible. That should happen here in America, which it never would. I mean, I guess there is, I mean, there is human trafficking and stuff like that, but this is publicly known. I mean, ugh, terrible. I feel bad for the kids. All right, we'll fly back over to America. <clears throat> we'll, we'll hop on hop on a good flight. Um, it's probably filled with, I don't know where I was going with that, but we're, we're coming back to America, Minneapolis. We all know what's going on over there today. Voters are going to be siding on whether they want to keep the police department or not. That's a pretty big deal. And I, I have a hard time. It's, it's hard for me sometimes to fathom that there's people in this country that think the way they do. But after watching TikTok videos for two or three hours yesterday, I realized one of the main problems with Americans today, the younger generation, is social media. Unfortunately, that's where I make all of my income for the most part is on social media. But I, I feel like I'm probably on the right side of social media, not, not like physically um, Democrat or Republican. I'm saying like I feel like I'm probably on the side of social media that that younger generation probably should be listening to. I think there needs, needs to be more voices like myself. Ben Shapiro does a phenomenal job. Sometimes his thinking, he's too smart. And this don't don't take this the wrong way, by the way. If he'll probably never ever see this, but what I'm saying is, anybody that follows him, he's sometimes he's too smart for his own good. And what I mean by I mean the guy is one of the most intelligent human beings in this realm of politics. I I don't know a single person that could ever out debate Ben Shapiro when it comes to just like 
his ability to think of things and it's it's phenomenal. But sometimes I think he's too smart for his own good. Like he like I I'm more of like the normal person. I'm a normal class person. I really am. I know I've done really well in business side of things and made plenty of money doing that. But when it comes to my 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 mental how do I see? I can't even come up with the right word for it. That's, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm a normal person. I didn't graduate high school. I went to the military. I'm just a normal human being. You know what I mean? But him, on the other hand, he went to like Harvard, extremely smart lawyer. Whoa. Goes over people's heads sometimes. Mine, significantly. Sometimes that son of a gun could go on a 30 minute rant. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Anyway, I, I, I don't know where I was going on with that rant right there. I was just saying that, that we need more people that are, maybe I like this platform because I could say whatever I want. And there's no repercussions. I guess there is repercussions when YouTube takes 48, 48 hours or, well, sometimes three days to approve a video. But that's about the only reper- repercussion. Minneapolis voters are preparing to either reject or approve a measure Tuesday that could possibly dismantle the entire city's police department and replace it with another law enforcement agency. So there's one thing I actually did like to a certain extent with what they're doing. Like when I mean certain extent, I'm talking like the smallest, smallest amount of extent. Because they have an idea. I think they did an absolutely terrible job at executing the idea. Those headed to the ballot box will be faced with election, a new mayor, and other initiatives, including whether they approve a city's charter amendment to replace the police department with public safety officers. Supporters say they would rather overhaul policing is conducted in the city. The goal is to replace law enforcement agencies to employ an appropriate response depending on the type of call received. This is the part that I actually am not super against, but they did an absolutely horrendous job in executing. In other words, a counselor or social worker would respond to mental health calls instead of a police officer. Terrible, 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 terrible. Now, the idea, I get where they're going. Maybe you can send a counselor with a police officer to a, a mental health call. Do you think a counselor or a social worker is going to show up to a scene where a person with a mental health disability and or is just having a really bad day? I watched a video, by the way, earlier that I was going to put inside of this, this whole thing talking about. It was talking about black girls are being beaten more by cops than any other thing. And I read through it and it 100% had no facts whatsoever. It named off legitimately the cities, when it was trying to prove a point, it named off, uh, I wish I had it pulled up, but it was, it, the cities it was, it was naming off would be like Chicago, St. Louis, uh, one of the cities in Ohio, sorry, I can't remember the name, but Minneapolis being one of them as well, and also, I believe, New Orleans. The video was showing the girl getting pepper sprayed. She was getting pepper sprayed because, not because she was black or she was a girl or anything like that. She was getting pepper spray. It was trying to, the entire article was trying to portray cops as being terrible people who beat black girls. But they used a video that showed the girl not responding to police officers or just adults. Not didn't have to be police officers in the correct way. She was screaming at the top of her lungs as loud as she could. And halfway through the video, I found out that cops actually showed up because she was threatening to kill herself and her parents. Okay. In that situation, that would be a quote-unquote mental health call, correct? You think that a counselor and a social worker is going to show up to a scene like that where a girl is threatening to kill herself and her parents? You think that they're going to be able to tame down that situation and or handle it correctly? How do you know that social worker and counselor is not going to end up getting shot and or beat to death by the person that is doing it? Like, I get where they're going with this. Like, I, I understand. It kind of made some sense. 
but you still need a, 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 a person there, an adult figure that is able to control the situation in a matter and, and gain the, and get the respect that is as needed to, to make sure the situation is handled correctly. If you don't have an authoritarian figure like standing there in an area like that where a, a child is screaming, doesn't matter their age, say 10 or 12 or 15, I don't care, screaming they're going to kill their parents, and you have a counselor sitting between them and then the parents are going ape shit. There has to be somebody in between that is the the one that is separating the groups and calming them. Normally, humans, it takes, I don't know, what, 15, 20 minutes to calm them down and they can finally actually have a conversation. I've learned that over my life. You can't have a counselor and a social worker show up to a scene like that and expect them to make sure that nothing happens. And so a police officer's job is to make sure no one gets hurt in those situations. I whole, I highly doubt wholeheartedly that there is a, in, in a, there's no way that this is going to work. Matter of fact, let's make it even better. I actually have, I, I'm a stats guy, so I'll show you some stats. And the only reason why I, wanted, I was bringing up that other instance about the, the article talking about young girls being beaten, or young uh, black girls being beaten by cops, it screams they have an agenda, and I, and I wish they would, oh, Portland was also one of the cities. I wish they would have used cities that weren't screaming for defunding the police. That would have a little bit more, because at the same time, I keep saying this, it as, as I, now I'm looking back at the article, I was getting a little infuriated because they would still not like say the actual problem. A lot of the things that goes on and why, why young adults do the things they do is how, what they see on social media, what they listen to, what they listen to is probably the biggest factor in a kid's, like the way that they act. A lot of these kids in these bigger cities, they don't have fatherly figures around. So they, they resort to music and or social media and the way that people act on social media and or music in general. Music in general has an, has an insane effect on the way a human does something. And if these music and if the music that they listen to is tops nothing about drugs and stealing and theft and, and the way that they treat women in the, in some of these songs, you know what I mean? Like in the way that they, 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 emphasize how cops are if they did not portray them in this music the way that they do these kids probably would think a lot differently imagine if that music wasn't around just for a second just imagine if there was no music around that was like that would they have the same bias towards police officers and just adult figures in general would they act the same probably not would crime be as high as it is in those cities chicago huge rap scene chicago terrible policing terrible leadership major rap scene that all they talk about is hating on cops and killing cops and stuff like that. Guess what they have? The highest crime rates. I'm not saying that's the biggest factor. I'm just saying that, honest to God, if we think about it, look back on it, yes, that is a major factor in the way that a human and why a human does things is because what they, what they strive to be and they want to be like those people they listen to and they see on social media. So I went on a little bit of a rant there. Anyway, here's some actual crime analytics, some real stuff. The stuff that I, I feel like when you put out an article, you need to make sure that it's actually, it's really in there. Okay. So with crime rate of 57 per 1000 residents, Minneapolis is one of the highest crime rates in America compared to all communities of sizes from the smallest towns to the various largest cities. It's pretty terrible. Okay. Once, uh, one's chance of becoming a victim of either violent or property crime. There is one in 18, one in 18, I like stats, I like real numbers. You have a one in 18 chance of being a victim of crime in Minneapolis right now, and you want to take away the police force. And if you guys didn't know, Minneapolis is ranked number 70 in the top 100 most dangerous cities in all of America. Number 70 in all the cities in, in America. That's a lot. We're not ta- we're talking big, small, it's talking 
crime ratio, like everything you think of, they're ranked number 70. You have a 1 in 18 chance of becoming a victim there. I mean, they're behind major cities. I'm talking like big cities, Chicago, New Orleans. Louisiana has some cities, by the way. Shreveport, New Orleans, those kind of ones. They are, they're, they're pretty bad as well. I didn't realize how bad they were. But if you guys didn't know, 503 people have been injured by gunfires this year. This is in Minneapolis, by the way, which is an increase of 26% over last year. Homicides are up 16%. Robberies are up 5%. And aggravated assaults are up 2.6%. So far in 2021, there have been 78 shot spotter activations of automatic weapons that have detected 935 rounds. Don't really know what shot spotter is, but apparently they're able to detect automatic weapon rounds being shot in the city. Compared to the same time in 2020 where there was just five activations for automatic weapons and only 42 rounds were fired. So in one year, they've had it go from five to 78 activations of automatic weapons being used and an increase from 42 rounds to 935. <sighs> Wolfort said the total number of detected gunshots fired so far this year was two th- or excuse me 20,611, which is a 28% increase from 2020 alone. And there has been 355 carjackings, which is up 35%. That is in Minneapolis by itself. So there you go. If you guys want to talk real numbers, those are the numbers right there that should be posted in front of the polling stations for the people that are trying to defund and take away the police in those cities. Because the people that are going to be hit the hardest are the people in the low-income neighborhoods that have to deal with the carjackings, the thefts, the actual crime. That's, that's real. It is what it is. I mean, you could try to say that that this channel was trying to spread misinformation. That is that is total 100% facts right there. It's also 31 degrees up there. So if you guys are up there, it's really cold. <laughs> and I only say that because it says it right here. And it feels like it's 25. I'm not about that life. Matter of fact, if we had that down here, I probably would be sitting in a deer stand. Oh, speaking of deer stands, you guys know what happened to me last night. I posted this over on Google Uncut. I about pooped myself. A deer, my largest deer I've been hunting, I've got two I want to I want to try to kill this year. No, I mean like two I'm going to kill. I'm talking about two shooters. I've got a lot of bucks out there, a lot of young bucks, which is fine. I've got one old one who's got to be five or six years old, five and a half, six and a half years. I mean, he's old. He's an old deer. He's on a downward slope. But I've got another one who is primed, four and a half, four and a half, five years old, perfect deer, symmetrical rack. He's got junk coming off. That son of a gun walked in last night at 6.43 p.m. Guess where I was sitting? On my couch. I was out there the night before. Nothing came in. (sighs) The tale of a deer hunter. All right, final one. I found this one um, somewhat to be kind of entertaining and really telling on what's going on in the world. And I thought it was really good. Stats. Love stats. On this channel, if you guys are new, you guys are probably always going to... I try not to ever speak on anything that is super opinionated unless I'm trying to like make it kind of comical because there's a lot of stuff on the internet you can find that's opinionated and a lot of times it's really goofy. But I try to find stuff with numbers. So this one. The title of it was, Is the Media to Blame for Biden's Bad Poll Numbers? And my instant thought was, no, no. His bad polling numbers are because he's a terrible leader. It has nothing to do with the media. Okay? So I was like, I want to know. Thank God this is from, it just says New York really big, and it says Intelligencer. So that's, yeah, it must be the Intelligencer. I, I really honestly God, I have no idea. But as we all found out this year, there's a lot of newspapers that just put New York on their stuff. 
So in mid-August, voters have actually approved of the president by a margin of 50 to 43.8 percent, and that's by 538's polling average. So it is the one that everybody uses. Today, they disapprove of him by a margin of 51 to 43. 51 percent of the people disapprove of him. That is not good. Biden's Build Back Better bill. Build Back Better bill. A package of social welfare programs and climate investments. A new ABC News survey finds that only 25% of Americans believe the legislation would actually help people like them. 25% of Americans think that that actually Build Back Better program would actually help them because it won't. As we all know, if you've actually looked a little bit deeper into it, especially just spending on a bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be spending. And that's why there's so much Democratic infighting right now about it. They can't even get this thing approved. It has gone from, I think it started off at, we'll say over, I think it was like four and a half trillion, three and a half trillion. Now it's at like 1.75 trillion and they still can't get it signed off on because there's two people, thank God for them, that are saying, no, this is stupid. There's a lot of stuff in here we don't want. Thank God, as we all know, if you go on, if you went on TikTok for five seconds, you'd if you typed in like college, God, I should do this because I know it would pop up. But there's a lot of people on TikTok that think that their college needs to be paid for, and it's messed up that we're not paying for it. Meanwhile, an NBC News polls find that Republicans now boast a commanding 18 point lead on the question of whether the party betters handle the economy. As we do know, that is true. I'm going to go over some quick numbers real quick. So here you go: Democratic plus 24 on climate change. Not true. I'm just going to say D for Democrats. D plus 12 on coronavirus. You know why? That's because that entire news outlet has been pushing coronavirus stuff for the last 20 months. It's the only thing they see. You go to any right-sided stuff, we don't even talk about it anymore. Something you got to live with. D is plus 10 on education. D is plus 10 on abortion. D is plus 10 or plus 5, excuse me, on voting rights. What, these are literally the agendas that they push every single time. Education, aborting rights, abortion rights, climate change, and coronavirus. And D is plus one on uh, election security. So they're pretty much even on that. <clears throat> now, the big one, R, Republican clearly, plus nine on immigration, 18. 18. That's pretty big. On economy, 21 on national security, 22 on crime, 24 on inflation, and 27 on border security. Those are all how much ahead Republicans are on Democrats right now just on polling on those certain uh, uh, items. So here we go. The argument for thinking that Biden's troubles owe less to the political and economic developments than to the media coverage is twofold. This is what this person is saying. By many reasonable metrics, the political and economic situation is fairly good. Don't know about that. That one right there is really easy to say. Probably not. So they're saying the economic situation is fairly good. I don't know. Pretty pretty good amount of uh, uh, inflation going on. I'm not going to lie there. And it does go on in this article to state that Gas prices are up like 60%, so I don't know if that's really a good thing. The media environment is structurally biased against the Democratic Party due to the right-wing media strength in the mainstream media's tendency to drive down approval of the in-party power. So, oh, excuse me, the in-power party, read that backwards. That is not, not the case. I think a lot of people are just realizing that everybody over on CNN has been pushing a, an agenda, and they've had so much bad stuff come out over the last six months with the Cuomos, literally both of them, just in general, and everything that they're stuff that's been coming out. Do you really think all the stuff that comes out for the from Project Veritas, who who pretty much is like the FBI for for anything political? I don't know how they find out all this stuff. All the stuff that comes out against the let's just say 
the media in general, that dude has crushed them. Do you not think that has a factor on it? Anyway, as to the economy, Biden is proceeding over one of the most rapid labor market recoveries from a recession in modern memory. That is because this was so fake. When it comes to market recovery, the economy was already there before the coronavirus. It didn't go anywhere. It literally took a pause button. Everybody stayed home. And then it's going to look like the numbers are so good because he's not recovering from any market. Like there's nothing is being recovered. It's literally people are going back to the jobs that they had. Some are, a lot aren't, which we know that's the case. And apparently right now, I actually think, yeah, the public's evaluation of how, how easy it is to find a job is at a higher point now than it has ever been since 2000. That is literally because there's more jobs on the market because no one went back to work for like six months because they were being paid to stay home. Now it's really easy to find a job. Guess what? Because people need to go back to work because they're not being paid to stay home. So it's, yes, that number is going to look great. Oh, these people are going back to work. Yes, it's because you paid them to stay home. So, of course, when people go back to work, the numbers are going to go up. This is, this, is, this is so easy to debunk. It's so stupid. CNN is considered mainstream and Fox is, is, is considered right wing, but the latter is more prominent than the former. Throughout 2021, America's most watched cable news channel has also been its most unbashedly anti-Biden. So these numbers are real. And I didn't think about him as being something I would ever have to bring up on here, I guess. But it's really kind of telling. We'll just say it's really telling. Fox News told viewers, this is at September 27th, this is the day they used, 1.4, almost, we'll say 1.5 million people watch Fox News in a day. Those are unique viewers, I guess. MSNBC could even crack 700,000. CNN, 486,000 people. That has nothing to do with President Biden's approval rating. His approval rating is based off of his his ability to lead the country in the direction he needs to go. These people watching are just realizing, oh my God, these news networks have been pushing literally just crap the last four or five years, and now people are just stopped watching. CNN's biggest poll numbers were because, they, or biggest numbers like this, were because Trump was in office and they realized all they had to say was Trump was a bad person for four years straight. The ratings would go through the roof. They made a ton of money off of it because of ads. But now people are realizing, wow, they're really, really not a good source for news. So people are trying to go elsewhere. Ben Shapiro, stuff like this, 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 this channel, Fox, they're just going elsewhere to get their actual news that are based off of stats, not somebody's political bias. Like I said, they had something good that they, I pulled today. Anyway, meanwhile, majority of the top 10 news posts on Facebook on any given daily trend tend to be from right-wing media outlets. And they always say right-wing. I don't know why they always got to place everything as being right. Maybe it's because it just makes them a little angry. Top 10, Dan Mangino, Daily Caller, Newsmax, Fox News, Dave Ramsey, Rolling Stone, Ben Shapiro, K-pop stars. No idea how that's right-wing, but K-pop stars, by the way, hit number eight, so good job. PragerU and Ben Shapiro. Somehow Ben Shapiro made two spots on the top 10 list. No idea how in the world that happened, but good job. Anyway, we'll kick it off with this one, or end it on this last one. <clears throat> it is true that price increases have largely confined to a discrete set of goods, but those goods happen to be extremely high for U.S. voters. According to AAA, Americans' average gas prices is up 60% higher now than a year ago and 6.6% higher than a month ago. Historically, changes in a presidential approval rating have often correlated with the changes in gas prices. It's because everybody in the Amer- uh, everybody in America literally spends money on gas. If they go to the gas pumps and it's higher than it was last month or a year ago, who are they to blame? 
the person in office because he wasn't in office a year ago. It's that easy. It's that simple. America is a giant business. It's really hard for for the average American to, to not realize that, but it is literally a, a massive business. It is. That's all it is. Food prices have also been increasing substantially. And again, for most workers, real wages have fallen off. Well, I don't know if they've been falling off. They've actually increased. Matter of fact, I think they've increased uh, 3.4%. Is that what it was? I think it's 3.4% over the last year. And inflation's gone up like 5.3%. So that's why it doesn't seem right. Because ooh, inflation's up from giving people too much money for no reason. Anyway, meanwhile, America's growth rate has slowed in third quarter as supply chain disruptions dampen consumer spending. Whose fault is that? That's all I got to end it on. It's that easy. They make this way too easy for a person like myself to come on and talk about it. Everything I just told you guys today was all stats, facts, and stuff that's actually true. That's what we try to do over here. Sometimes I might make some jokes about my political biases or my opinions or somewhat, but for the most part, we try to keep it as true as we possibly can, hence the name. I got tired of listening to bullshit news media outlets, and apparently so is a lot of other people. So that's why we built this. But I do hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys listen to podcasts on, on Spotify or whatnot, please go over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, speak the truth. I do love you guys. I'm out of here.